Welcome to the God Focus Podcast. And today we are discussing the birth story of Jesus Christ. And we're going to be reading from the book of Math or from Luke. Last week we read from Matthew. And um, just a kind of a interesting insight here. I wanted to read this is from my daily walk Bible. And so imagine this. If you found 10 pennies, imagine you have 10 pennies in your hand, shake them up in your hand and pour them out in front of you. Did all 10 come up heads? If not, try again and again, shake out the pennies, see if you can get all 10 to come up as heads. Keep doing that until they all come up as heads. How how many times (laughs) do you think it would take to have all 10 pennies come up as heads? By the way, the average person will have to pour out those coins more than a thousand times before he can expect to produce all heads even once. Now, think of those 10 coins as 10 prophecies concerning the Messiah. Would you consider it coincidence or convincing proof if any one individual fulfilled all 10? How about if it were 20 or 50 such prophecies? Think about this. Are you ready for some startling news? During the earthly life, Jesus Christ fulfilled more than 300 specific prophecies prophecies concerning the Messiah. And he did it to convince the world that his claims were true. Is that convincing? Are you convinced now? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then it suggests in here, the action step um, is uh, buy a postcard. Gosh, how old is this book? (laughs) Send a text or, (laughs) um, and, uh, you know, just send that message to to a friend and share with that person the good news of Jesus Christ is King. I mean, there's proof. Think about it. I mean, just that one little example. I mean, the the fact that all these prophecies have come true. So today we're going to read Luke's version of the birth story. And what's interesting, the difference, you know, between um, Matthew's version and Luke's version, Luke is, he's kind of like addressing this as the, um, you know, um, he's going, he's going into like the research. He's the research guy. He's like the, the family doctor with concern and going into going in deep to investigate every angle and he puts it in order, chronological, chronological order. So we're actually going to jump into chapter two first, and I'll read that in just a moment. I'm going to have MJ set us up a little bit more with the intention for today's discussion. Go for it, MJ. Thanks, awesome, Angie. Well, the whole idea today is to take a look at the birth story from another perspective and, and get more color around the whole situation that happened here. And that's why, you know, chapter one and two really help out immensely when we're looking at, you know, this a miracle that happened and how it could have, uh, how it happened in the eyes of Luke. And I, I just look at Isaiah, you know, uh, 9, 6, Isaiah 9, 6, for to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, 
and his name shall be Wonderful, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And I, that Isaiah, you know, that prophecy, prophecy that Angie was just talking about, amongst all the others, it just, um, it, it's just so warming to my heart that, you know, God put this in order so that people could speak about it, you know, through different people that wrote about this story. And we get to investigate and talk about what Luke saw, you know, in through him investigating and talking to a lot of people, because that's, that's what he did. He, he just, he was running around with Apostle Paul. And here's our, you know, version of, of what he said in, in his chapter two. And we're going to talk about it today, along with chapter one, where we get to see that John, you know, the Baptist, John the Baptist, his whole family, you know, was uh, part of this whole thing. And I, I just, I can't wait to talk about it. So let's get cracking. Let's talk about chapter two, you know. All right. We've got Luke chapter two, verses one through 22. I am reading from the Daily Walk Bible. Chapter two of Luke. About this time, Caesar Augustus, the Roman emperor, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the nation. This census was taken when Quirinius, oh goodness, now we got these, <laughs> forgive my not able to pronounce these, um, Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone was required to return to his ancestral home for his registration. And because Joseph was a member of the royal line, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. King David's ancient home, journeying there from the Galilean village of Nazareth. He took with him Mary, his fiancee, who was obviously pregnant by this time. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. And she gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the village inn. That night, some shepherds were in the field outside the village, guarding their flock, flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel appeared among them, and the landscape shone bright with the glory of the Lord. They were badly frightened, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you the most joyful news ever announced, and it is for everyone. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem. How will you recognize him? You will find a baby wrapped in a blanket lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel is joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God. Glory to God in the highest heaven, they sing, and peace on earth for all those pleasing him. When this great army of angels had returned again to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, come on, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They ran to the village and found their way to Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. The shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story expressed astonishment, but Mary quietly treasured these things in her heart and often thought about them. 
Then the shepherds went back again to their fields and flocks, praising God for the visit of the angels. And because they had seen the child, just as the angel had told them. Eight days later, at the baby's circumcision ceremony, he was named Jesus. The name given him by the angel before he was even conceived. When the time came for Mary's purification offering at the temple, as required by the laws of Moses after the birth of a child, his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. All right, that's first at the end of verse 22. So I'll leave it at that. And to open us in discussion, we have Miss Yolanda Richardson. Take it away. The birth of Christ, um, it is such a, a wonderful story that really did happen. And that's the beauty of it. It really happened. Um, the shepherds, they were like the first to bear witness uh, to it. Um, they were visited by an angel, um, which I'm sure that that was like a shock to them. Like, what in the world is this? Um, but it was, it was, it was really, really neat that, um, that that's who God chose to uh, be the first to see the child um, because their occupation was considered kind of lowly. And so um, he didn't use a lot of pomp and circumstance to announce him, um, which was really cool when you think about it. Uh, as like an average Joe person that he chose to be the first to uh, bear witness of, of the Christ child. Um, I love, I love uh, Luke's account because it talks about how um, they had a census that had to be taken and uh, how important that was, how important it was for people to be in their home places in order for this census to be taken. And if you think about it, you know, we do a census too um, every 10 years. Um, it's just interesting how some of the things that uh, take place, take place today. Yes, very true. Very, very, very true. Thank you, Yolanda. Love that. Mm -hmm. It's a, I, I, I'm just going to echo what you said about this story happened. This is real. I mean, this is not just some, you know, made up <laughs> fairy tale. <laughs> this is real. This happened. And um, Kev, um, you're up next. So love to hear any thoughts from your heart regarding this story as well? Well, I guess my, uh, my take on it is that uh, there's a lot of detail, a lot of nuance uh, in this story. Uh, as Mike said, uh, you know, I think people kind of just assume that Luke probably interviewed Mary, you know, to get that level of detail. And she explained, you know, the kind of the details about the shepherds and uh, in such, or maybe, you know, maybe Luke interviewed the shepherds. Maybe he was able to track them down and, uh, and talk to them directly. Um, but what, what I like about this is that uh, the intention of Luke in what he's trying to do here, he's trying to be complete and accurate in 
a, a retelling of the events. Uh, and then as Mike started with, you know, or MJ started with, uh, what's interesting is the details that are in the book of Matthew are very different, you know, than the details that are being represented here, not necessarily contradictory. They're just, there's omissions in both, you know, you see some information in one, but not in the other. And, uh, uh, I think the other thing is that that really strikes me from this um, section is that uh, the story that that we tell is a very basic story. I mean, there's really not a lot of hoopla. You know, they're you know they basically they were these these people inconvenienced. You know, they have to travel across the country. You know, into a place that's not familiar to them with with a woman that's you know very pregnant um they they have no place to stay so they have to sleep with animals right they have no friends and family there to support them during this birth process um so uh so how, how is that you know if if you think about yourself in a situation like that right anyone that's had children or or has went through the experience of um kind of having to go through you know the birth of a child um you, you you recognize just how powerful of a moment that is and how much you want to share that with your family um yet these people are you know stuck in a different place uh without support without friends without family yet they're perfectly you know as it's described you know they were perfectly fine um, and content, and it's not even to mention, don't even mention the fact that they're not even married and they have this baby, you know, that's, uh, you know, conceived, uh, you know, outside of marriage, uh, you know, so from the eyes of others, you know, who knows what they're thinking, you know, what kind of judgment is being passed on them. So it's a very messy, if you think about it that way, it's a very messy story. But the way that Luke describes it and the way that the energy that you kind of feel from from Mary and Joseph is it's it's OK, you know, that it's all all right, uh, that uh, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter that they're in a barn. It doesn't matter that they're in a different town. It doesn't matter that they're not married. You know, uh, these dirty shepherds show up, you know, great. Come on in, dirty shepherds, you know, hang with us with our newborn baby. You know, <laughs> go, you know, you can go to the cat, you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it, you know, it's all, they just roll with it because they, they recognize, you know, they recognize that there is a bigger story underway here and, uh, and they're just trying to fill their part. And, you know, you, you, you know, uh, Mike or MJ mentioned chapter one uh, in his intro. Well, chapter one speaks to, uh, John the Baptist and and that's an interesting twist too you know of how you know how um again going on to this idea that this is a bigger story that that Luke really tries to, to try to show the different angles of all the different families and all the different people that are impacted um and and how they all come together to make this story you know really a 
a full story. So I'll stop. I, I don't want to burn up more time here, but uh, it, it, you know, the, the walk, the talk, the walk away for me is that uh, it, it's, in, it, it's, there's a lot of messy stuff here, but yet it comes across and it's presented as, oh yeah, you know, this and that. And it's, and it, and it's really not, it's not glamorized. It's not, it's not, uh, uh, it's not made into something super big. It's a, just a simple story as part of a much bigger story. That's awesome. And I, yeah. and I love that, um, you know, the fact that they're just rolling with it and the fact that they know there's a bigger story and they're playing a part in that. Um, that to me, it's, that's all of us. That's all of us. Um, we may not have been a part of this particular story, but we are all here for a purpose. Um, love it, love it, love it. Bill, you are up. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Um, yeah, the uh, the birth of Jesus is, uh, uh, I mean, Kevin, you did such a great job of just really explaining how, you know, average, down and dirty, and probably uncomfortable the situation that Joseph and Mary went through. And um, I, I love the part about, uh, you know, the angel from heaven coming down to the shepherds and appearing in front of them. And, uh, uh, you know, always, did he look like us? Did he have wings? Did he, uh, uh, did he have this aura about him? And, um, you know, I'm sure, sure they did. And, um, but I mean, the shepherds just, uh, uh, I'm surprised they probably didn't pass out, you know, when that happens, because that is a, um, one, it's a personal relationship that they were chosen, uh, you know, by the angel, by God, did God send the angel, did the angel choose them? Um, and he chose shepherds and our Messiah, Jesus is our shepherd. So the correlation there of, uh, being a, uh, caregiver a, a leader a uh, uh caring individual um um dynamic person um and protector and that's what the shepherds were so they were invited and uh you know i can only imagine like uh with my son uh we tried to have a natural birth and uh he got stuck in the canal because his head was so big <laughs> and uh, they had to do emergency c-section and um, I mean, is, does Joseph, you know, have a scalpel with him in case something goes wrong? Uh, you kind of wonder about those things. And, uh, you know, I remember pulling my kid out and his head was blue and I mean, he was breathing and thank God the doctor is there, but I mean, I wouldn't know what to do. So, um, you know, praise God for a, uh, magnificent, uh, healthy, uh, birth of our, uh, Lord and protector and savior. And, um, you just got to take a minute and reflect about, you know, uh, what the parents went through. And of course, the baby coming into the world, you know, um, I wonder, you know, uh, well, was when did Jesus recognize that he was a son of the Lord? So and um, what you must have went through. So that's all I got. Thank you, guys. Oh, that's awesome, Bill. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thank you. Much. It, it is really. um you bring up a great point of just, you know, and we all have, you know, you guys have all been great with um, 
the points here, especially for those of us that have had kids, um, you know, and just really, really put yourself in their shoes, like really, really imagine yourself, like how, how would you react? How would you, you know, you know, uh, yeah. And, and like Kevin said, they just rolled with it. And uh, chapter one of Luke really sets that up a little bit more because they, they knew going in, um, you know, the secrets of, uh, you know, this whole bigger, the bigger story. They, they were there, they were being prepped and groomed in chapter one. MJ, you're up. Well, yeah, exactly. In chapter one, you know, you get a chance to see all the different prophecies that were talked about again, you know, where uh, the family of Elizabeth, you know, that is, you know, there's relatives within Elizabeth's family and Mary's family. Uh, so that connection and Zachariah, they, you know, Elizabeth and Zachariah were trying to trying to have a kid, and they just couldn't um, have one, and they thought they were too old, much like uh, Abraham and and um, oh Sarah, right? So you take a look at the fact that here's a prophecy of there's going to be one before that's going to um, call the way. There, you know, there's going to be one that is the person that's the announcer. The announcer is going to come first, pave the way, you know, as John. And they're all related. This, this whole family's related. And so when Mary shows up to Elizabeth's house to come, you know, see her as a relative, you know, the baby in Elizabeth jumps, you know, because they know she Mary is carrying the Christ child and it's just amazing that this all happens and and then once they have the uh the baby I mean think about this going from Galilee you know coming from Nazareth all the way down to Bethlehem if you ever, ever track that and how many mountains and little hills are between those two walking that and being nine months pregnant <laughs> and being dragged through all of that mary put up with it a whole lot to get this thing going here for everybody and just i mean my heart goes out to her and all the things that she put up with knowing that you know gabriel told her you are going to be with child of the most high you're carrying god's child you're you're carrying the messiah and the weight that was probably on her shoulder as she thought about that as this whole thing was happening but yet you just got to go with it and and she did such a great job in in the um the tv show the chosen there's a great scene around the campfire where all the disciples are sitting around the campfire and they're quizzing mother mary about what it was like to have the Christ child. And it was just a great, well-written scripture of this is how she could have reacted to that question uh, being brought to her through the disciples. Because obviously Mary was around the disciples at, from time to time. And I'm sure the awe of them going, you know, what was it like to have this kid? And one of her comments was, well, we had to clean him off, you know, and if anybody has been around a birth, um, it, it's one of those things that has to happen. You got to clean the baby off. 
and it just brings you back to reality that here is a the child as our savior but yet he had to come into this world the way we all came into this world and uh, ugh, i just get chills thinking about that and in the shepherds you know when the shepherds had the the angels come to them they the angels told them so many wonderful things that was about to happen and the shepherds just everyday joes everyday joe lunchbox guys you know we're sitting there watching angels talk about this wonderful savior that was coming um and then i, I like the part where you know in chapter two where they go in where once he's born um you know mary and joseph did the things that they were supposed to do and took them to the temple. And that's where they bump into um, uh, Simon. I think that's his name, Simon and Anna. And uh, I think Simon was one of the um, guys that he said, until um, I will see the Christ child before I die was his prophecy. And sure enough, um, Mary and Joseph bumped into him and he, he knew right away who they had in their arms and uh oh gosh i just think about that and i go wow that's such a a miraculous thing and anna um knew there was a special child too and so anyways but you know one of the things they said to mary is you will suffer and and that, that's hard to tell a mom that you will suffer <laughs> and i wonder if she knew what that was going to mean but anyway, that's just some of my thoughts on parts of these chapters that got me as I was reading both chapter one and two here this last week. So I'll end in that. Yeah, it's it's an amazing, it's an amazing story. Thank you all for sharing. If you have any other thoughts, you know, put them together now um, as we wrap this up. I just want to um, just kind of reflect and recap a little bit. Um, this is a real story, just like Yolanda was saying, this really happened, you know, and, you know, and Kev, you know, they, you know, really painting a beautiful picture, you know, how they just rolled with it. They were, they were okay with it. They were, they just, you know, they went with it. Dirty shepherds. Come on in. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and Bill bringing us, you know, the great perspective of, you know, Hey, you know, you know, um, this is real stuff. Like when babies are born, this is not always the <laughs> cleanest, safest, you know, easygoing thing. And um, yeah, thanks MJ for always bringing in the perspective of the bigger picture and all the other perspectives and so many things going on. And I just want to reflect once again on the pennies. You know, if you had 10 pennies and rolled them out, how many would come, you know, how, how many times do you have to roll them or flip them or whatever till they come, you know, all heads up. The, the chances of all these prophecies coming true, um, pr it's proof. And I love how Luke just lays it out. And um, I would encourage you to read chapter one on your own and um, you know start from the very beginning and follow it along. It's, it's a really neat, you know, and there's more you know, beyond what we just read too. Um, it's just a neat chronological story um, uh, that's true. It's so true. And just think about, um, uh, yeah, I mean, just if you were there, what we know now, <laughs> they, you know, they knew the prophecies, but um, 
gosh, I mean, just, it's just amazing to reflect on. So I, that's my, my uh, prayer for each of you is just really take this story, this miraculous, amazing, beautiful story and um, mull over it in your heart. And, and um, what, what, what are the secrets and the wisdom that, that comes to you that you can use today as um, you walk your life on this earth? Because we're all here for a purpose. Jesus just had a really, you know, the whole book, like this massive book that's, you know, it's the most published book in the world of his story. Um, it, it just, it's just amazing. So any other last closing thoughts from anyone else as we wrap this up? Um, yeah, I just, I wanted to share uh, in Luke 2, uh, verses 29, 32, where it says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And that, that was what Simeon uh, said when he was able to see the, the Christ child. Um, it was, uh, it's really, really uh, neat because um, it's like God kept his word. And, and I mean, that's a place where you can realize, wow, God did keep his word because he had let Simeon know that he would, before he passed away, would get to see um, his salvation, who was Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. And I like how it talks about um light for revelation to the Gentiles. Um, and that's us. Um, and how true that is. That's yeah, that's, that's all I got. Yeah, it's awesome. MJ? Yeah. It was an amen. And uh, it was Simeon, not Simon. Come on, MJ, know your peoples. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to pull that out of my head. Thanks, Yolanda. Simeon, not Simon. It, and um, Luke, the guy that documented all this, he's actually Greek. He, he's, he is a gen, he's a Gentile. He's, he was, uh, he's not Jewish. And uh, I, you know, and to the point about him kind of rolling with Paul, that's not a small detail. You know, this idea that, that, that it was even at the beginning, right? The, 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 uh, the mystery, as Paul calls it, the mystery that was revealed to him about Gentiles being covered through the grace of God and through the sacrifice of Christ. Uh, you know, from the very beginning, that, that's what that story says. You know, that, hey, this, is, this was part of the plan all along. That's awesome. Yeah. That's prophecies. That's awesome. All right. I love it. There's so much. Um, oh, my gosh. The wisdom of this story of the entire Bible um, I mean, just, I mean, even just imagine an angel appearing to you <laughs> or God speaking to you and like you living you, your life, knowing that you have, you know, you're, you know, you have this secret inside of you that, you know, God said he promised, you know, and, you know, before you die, this will happen. And I, if, you know, how, so my, 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 uh, my challenge to each of you is to really, uh, take this story in your heart and 
you know, stay God focused. What is he telling you today? What is he talking to you about? What, what, um, what wisdom can you take from this particular story today? And um, just walk out in peace and just know you're, 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 you're playing a, a role in a bigger picture. And we don't know necessarily how it's going to play out. We don't all get prophecies <laughs> written in books about each of our lives. But, um, um, and that could be a whole nother discussion. Maybe there is, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know that yet. <laughs> There's all sorts of stuff in this Bible that is prophesying for us too. And that could be a whole nother discussion, actually. Absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, I got to go there, guys. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I've had angel, I've met angels and uh, I've uh, had God speak to me in my dreams before I died and uh, speak to me afterwards. And, um, you know, he just said, I'm not finished with you yet. So, I mean, that's a that's a big statement. And I didn't get to answer the question. Uh, God, uh, wh what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. So. Uh, you're right, Ange. I mean, uh, you know, and Mike, uh, you said what you said at best. Uh, we don't know uh, maybe where we're going to end up yet, you know, as far as our purpose here on this planet. So, uh, and it's uh, developing every day. And I just love you guys. So, amen. Amen. Yeah. So, more, it's so much more important to um, be able to tune in and what is God telling you today and just, just today, this moment, and then go for it. And 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 um, grooming that relationship with with our Savior, um, so that we know what to do every day. Because we don't need to know what's we don't need to worry about the future. Don't worry about the past. You know, just today, this moment, Lord, what do you want me to do right now, today, uh, this moment? And, uh, and then take that step, and then He'll reveal the next <laughs> stepping stone. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Thank you all. You guys are all so beautiful. Um, every single one of you on this call and um, have a wonderful day. Keep being awesome. And all God's children said, Amen. 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 So if something's being said during this podcast, it's really pulling at your heart right now and tugging at you right now. Just say this little prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. You died for me. And thank you for coming into my life. You are my Lord and Savior. And by saying that prayer, you're bringing him that much closer to you and just saying thank you for being there always with me, Lord. So I hope we've helped in some way. Jesus is always there for you. Just use that power. Thank you for listening to the God Focus Podcast. And if we've said something today that's helped, we do have two action steps you can do with our program. Number one is we have a prayer team. If you'd like us to pray for you, just email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com and we could put the prayer team on your situation. Secondly, if you have the financial means to help us, we are right now trying to improve the quality of the podcast with technology and editing. If there's any situations you can help with us, we have a custom program right now we're building for a custom membership and then we'll have membership packages down the road. Please email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com and we can send you that information. 
Thank you for all your help and love through Jesus Christ, and God bless you. Have a great week.